Hey, you going to wait on me? Oh, we did it together. Look at that. Yep, same time. That's cool. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> well, I was welcoming our listeners, too. Oh, we, we do that a lot, don't yeah, we? Yeah, welcome to you, you too. You say welcome, and I'll go, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad to have you here, Lisa. I appreciate it. I it's, appreciate it. It's good to be somewhere. It's good to be. That's right. It's just good to be, period. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep, things are changing. The, the, some of the some of the areas in in the world are beginning to loosen their restrictions on being sheltered in place. They are. It's so true. Some people are beginning to be able to move about and and you know have some freedom. Not everybody. Some people are still on lockdown. So we were talking to friends in England this week, and they're. Still very much locked down there, they so are. it's just they different are. in different places. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and uh, I know everybody has opinions, and uh, should we have? Should we not have? You know, just be at peace, cause we are here. <laughs> I don't think anybody's opinion right now is worth the paper it's written on. That may be true. It's. I well, mean, just opinion, because there's so many opinions. I views. Say, this is a saying I made up a long time ago. Opinions are like women's shoes. The style changes every year. I mean, you know, what you believed twenty years to go twenty years ago to be true, you probably don't believe exactly yeah. that way anymore. So it's we hard. have to be careful what we what we think we know and how things should be done. It's true. We have to approach things with humility sometimes. It's true. We? It really is. Well, I was thinking with so much changing and so many things going on that why didn't we do a conversation today just about a whole just different tips on interpreting, just a whole lot of different things we do that help us with interpreting dreams. A hodgepodge. A hodgepodge. I want to say a quandary, but then that's not the right word. Yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. I think a hodgepodge is better. A hodgepodge. Mm Mm-hmm. The hodgepodge episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll try it. Let's see what I happens. I think I'll call it tips for interpreting. I don't know. Anyway. I don't care. <laughs> People are going to listen, aren't they? It I hope they what do. It's called. So yeah, so as long it's as fun. content is applicable, surely it'll be okay. Yeah. So I was. What made me think about this is I was doing a dream uh, on the website this week, and the. We always ask people who have are submitting dreams for our students to work on. We always ask them to uh, title their dream. And some people just use sort of a description like this dream is about a dog or, you know, something like that. But what we're really looking for is to title the dream like you were going to give the title to a book or to a movie. And I get people who ask me, why do you do that? So that's a good tip on interpreting, which is why do we ask people to title their dreams? I, and, you know, if you think about it, to me, a dream is like a movie. It is. It has a beginning. Well, hopefully it has a beginning and an end. But sometimes you can just say, suddenly I was in the middle of this room. Well, you and can have the end a, at the beginning, too, yeah. in a dream. So, so, you know. so your memory is there is a start to the dream. Probably a middle and then an end. It, it doesn't have to be exactly that way, but at least, you know, it's hard to title it if it's like a vision, isn't it? Well, it can be. It can be hard to title at any time, but thinking about that title seems to unlock something in the dreamer mm-hmm. that helps what they're feeling in their spirit come out. Mm-hmm. 
And that really gives you a clue as to the direction the dream was taking the dreamer spirit already. Yeah, it makes you focus on something. It makes you focus on a key point or a key theme. You know, if I asked you to tell me about a movie, you could sit there and tell me every single detail about the the scene, how it was set, and how the scene changed and everything. But overall, what is the moral of the story? What is the... What did you take away from this movie? Did you learn something from the movie? What did it teach you? And that's really what we're going for, too, isn't it? It is. And and you think about it, when um, the movie companies are naming or titling their movies, they're wanting something catchy that conveys to you what this whole movie is about. Something that draws you in, captures your attention. And... As a result, if you title your dream, you give the interpreter something that will capture their attention and point them in a direction, often whether you meant to do it or not. You know, mm-hmm. uh, In fact, it may be better if you didn't intend to point them in a direction, but just what bubbled out of you mm-hmm. uh, is the kind of way I say it. But I was thinking about it because of a dream that we had on the website, and I was just going to share it real quick. It was a really cool dream. The dream says, I dreamt that my friend Kenneth entrusted me with $15,000. We had landed from his private plane, and we approached this beautiful black car. He asked me for the $15,000 back that, uh, that because I had just been keeping it safe for him. And I opened the boot. You can tell this wasn't a, uh, a, a dream from America. Okay. Yeah. I opened the boot or the trunk and searched and it was not there. So we decided to look inside the car. In the next scene, we were inside a big plane looking for the money, and we found the money inside, ultimately inside a public bus. There were two kids who saw me finding the money. I tried to hide the money from them using a jacket. I also thought maybe I could keep the money. Then I decided not to, so I returned my friend the 15000 But I was crying and said, I actually need $1,000 to pay my credit card bills. And he said, it's okay. And he gave me $1,000. And I thought it was a really cool dream just in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But something that that as I'm looking at the dream and as I'm thinking about what this dream has to do with, and it has to do with integrity. The dream is really about, are you going to keep the money or are you going to give the money back? It's lo- is it lost or have you hidden it? Is it this, this whole theme running through this dream? He's hiding it from the kids, so he's wanting to protect it, but the dreamer's also thinking about keeping it. And so there's this whole integrity issue. My first thought was trustworthiness. Yeah. You know. And you know what's cool? The dreamer titled their dream, mm-hmm. Rewarded with Honesty. Yeah. Now, those words aren't even in the dream. So where did that come from? The dreamer felt those same feelings we were feeling. And and bubbling out of them, they're rewarded for honesty. I mean, when you look at today's society, many times if someone loses something, like um, a ring or a a large sum of money, you know, some people... (laughs) Believe it or not, walk around with money in brown sacks sometimes, large amounts of money may pertain to their job or whatever. Um, 
And and if you're honest and you turn that in rather than keeping it for yourself, many times there's a reward on the other side of that. Yeah. That's just in the natural. So then to see it happen, play out in a dream, it tells you something. There is a reward for you being honest. That's right. And, and I think that honesty and that reward process really lays a foundation that what you see is the broad picture that's painted across the dream and then the dreamer's name title for the dream it says this is going to be a dream about integrity Mm. do you have integrity are you going to walk in integrity that and and then when you begin to interpret you've already got a sense of or a feel for where that dream is going now we still have to listen with our spiritual ears to hear with clarity what the dream speaks to but we already now start the journey with a sense of what God is doing with that dream. You know, many times I, I myself, when I'm interpreting a dream, forget to ask people to name it. Uh, sometimes you can you can ask people, well, what were you feeling? That's my, that's my number that's one really question. That's really good, What's too. Your, what, what was your feeling in the dream? But I can also get a sense of what people are feeling if I would remember to ask them, to title their dream. It's true because you get a feel for the emotion based on the title. It was kind it, of forces the dreamer to uh, come up with an overall theme. It kind mm-hmm. of forces them into that that um, place instead of being scattered, which so many people struggle with being scattered because there's so many detailers, so many metaphorical things in the dream. They struggle with that. Yeah. And just so people, because I know people usually want to know, well, what did that dream mean? So this, the interpretation of that dream was about that uh, there was character being built in the dreamer and he was being instilled with integrity. Um, what, uh, what had been held back and unused in some ways was now being located and put into practice in order for his destiny to come to pass as a, almost like a test to check you out. Mm -hmm. And, um, that there were those around him who might want to steal that he would need to protect and guard that integrity. Mm. And if he did that and he didn't succumb to the temptation to squander it, then he was going to be able to walk out his purpose as he guarded those things around. And waiting patiently, he would be rewarded. So it's just a really, really good, simple dream. And the the title gives us a really um, good – if nothing, once you get to that interpretation, then the title is giving us a – a nice confirmation that this is what the dream was about and and you're correct in the interpretation. So I like that process too. The title can not only point us, but the title can help affirm that we were going in the right direction with what we see in the dream. If if you didn't interpret anything in that dream at all, you would still have the nutshell of what you could take away from it just by the title. Just from the title. Exactly so. Yes. And there are sometimes it is really that easy. A dreamer gives yeah. you a title and they, they've already really interpreted the dream themselves. Yeah. I and mean, it's not always true, but no. I, I could see how it would be much of the time. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that there's that, you know, there are certainly uh, times when we see people title dreams that it really doesn't, doesn't help at all. I mean, I think yeah. about, um, there was a title um, when I asked someone. And in fact, I've got a dreamer who uh, submits dreams every so often on the website. Who, where it says title, they just describe their question. 
<laughs> you know, so they don't really give. So something like, I'm curious about a reaction I had in this dream. Oh yeah, that's so not they're they're not the titling the dream. Well, that's not beneficial. Now, is that titling what they're asking about? Yes, but it's not. That's not that spiritual connection to giving it a name. Yes. that we're talking about. And so there's a difference between just calling it something, and and naming something. So that means that the dreamer has not quite understood at least the method how we go about it, which is if you title it, it, it gives you kind of a, like we had talked about a few minutes ago, just kind of a rundown or a general idea of what the dream means. And um, for that person, I would want to say to them, okay, I would want to break the dream down. And after we break it down and say, okay, now what would you title it? Yeah. So sometimes and you if you're talking to that. to that person, it would be, it's a lot easier yeah. to do that and explain that. Yeah. You know, yeah but, but give it a name. Mm-hmm. It's like naming your baby. You don't just name your kid the first word that you point to in the dictionary. Yeah. You name your kid something because you're conveying something. Mm-hmm. And if you take that approach to titling your dream, it will help you interpret your own dreams. Yeah. Uh, much more. That's true. So I think something else that can be valuable, just sort of shifting gears to another tip, something else that can be valuable when you're interpreting dreams is paying attention to the names in the dream. Not naming your dream now, but the names in a dream. Like in this dream, uh, the the person, the friend who had entrusted the dreamer with the money was named Kenneth. So one of the things we do when we see people in dreams with names, or people in general in dreams, is I tend to ask myself, does their name mean something? Does their position mean something? Does their title mean something? In other words, I'm looking at what could it be that this individual represents. And that's another really neat way of kind of affirming what you already see in a dream. Mm -hmm. Many times, you know, the president of the bank or the um, driver of the car, what they do or the title they have, the... uh, colonel in the air force the title that those things can affirm something in the dream if you're looking through the dream and you're seeking to hear with those spiritual ears what the dream is saying what its interpretation is sometimes the name itself and its meaning the title or the position of the person if there are people in a dream will bring that little little tidbit of affirmation you need to Mm -hmm. to say you're going the right direction Mm. in in this particular dream ken though which is one of the reasons i chose to to mention this here the name didn't directly help so what what is the meaning of the name kenneth means handsome okay okay so if you're just generally looking at the dream that doesn't tell us a lot Mm -hmm. but once we get to the interpretation of the dream and we realize that this is about being entrusted with favor to carry you to destiny. Mm-hmm. Now Kenneth makes a lot more sense. That important person, that person with resources, that handsome person, that person who is, who fits the bill of, you know, representing a, a, someone's significance. So mm-hmm. uh, their creator, the authority in their life, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of stuff, 
comes back to, okay, yeah, this really is probably about mm-hmm. something more than just money. This right. is about this is about purpose and destiny. This handsome man that comes in and offers this and walks through and takes time with him, is patient, helps, goes and looks for it, doesn't get upset. Mm-hmm. Though all those characteristics now seem to sound like authority and really like God like their creator, who would be the one you would expect to be able to handle the loss of $15,000 with, well, we'll find it, you know. Yeah, and and sometimes we say uh, the name, and sometimes it's not just the name that you can look at that will help you. It is what does that person represent? Mm -hmm. So I know one time I was struggling with um, practicing uh, in the field that I had been trained in, and so I – uh, I remember not feeling adequate. I felt very inadequate. I dreamed that this young lady came to me who's much younger. She'd been part of our youth group a long time ago, and she handed me um, a certain type of hydrangea, and it was in this kind of like this little garden area. And I remember waking up from the dream. I'm like, I have no idea what this dream means. And uh, you reminded me, I think, that the young lady that had handed me the hydrangea was actually a nurse. So I wasn't even thinking about that. And here I was, you know, struggling mm-hmm. with, am I adequate as a nurse? You know, have I had enough training to be able to do a certain job? And so, you know, that was kind of God saying, hey, it wasn't the person's name that was important. It was the function or the role of, of what that person represented. And looking at things like the... Couple that with what they handed you. They gave you a hydrangea. It was a special Flowers, kind of like it oriental was a, hydrangea or and, something. And it turned out to be a hydrangea that was used in medical Right. It was the first field. thing that popped up when mm-hmm. you were researching it. And the other thing I thought was cool about that, and it's important to think through these things, for you, a hydrangea, a hydrangea, a hydrangea is a flowering. It's a hydrangea. Yeah, it's a flowering plant, and it's one of your favorite uh, wild or outdoor type flowering plants to have around the house type thing. Mm -hmm. So flowers given to a female in particular tend to say, you have my favor, you have my attention, you're important to me. And a hydrangea, one of your favorites, would really would say to you, you have importance in this area. Mm -hmm. You do have favor in this area. And so it was the coupling of the person's role and what they were giving you that unlocked that tree. Yeah, it was like a gift here. It was it was something like being passed on to me or yeah. given to me. Yeah, it was a beautiful dream, but I, so I could have missed it really really easily by not paying attention to what did that person represent. So ask yourself if someone in the dream is talking to you or giving something to you or taking something from you, what what do they represent? You yeah. know, it's just a good way of well, and, and other times names themselves and what they mean can be very, very significant. I always think about if you have a dream with Anne in the dream, that, I always love that because it's such a simple name. It means grace. And so Anne in your dream so often, you have the grace for this. Everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that can help point you to understanding of a dream. Mm-hmm. But then there's something else that happens. So we had name the meaning, the position, the function. But then something I love, 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 I don't think we've done a whole episode on it. Maybe we should do a whole episode on it sometime, is word plays and puns. Yeah. 
And names can sometimes even be word plays and puns. Right. So, for example, I've got another dream that was recently submitted, and um, it was the title was uh, uh, well, they they titled it "Dream of Adopting a Horse Named Stewart." <laughs> so I would call Stuart it Stewart or Stewart 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 with a D S T E W A R D Stewart the adopted horse. So. Can you guess what that dream was about? Well, stewarding something. Stewarding handling, something. Handling it well. Managing and carrying you, it well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely so. And so it was a wordplay from the very beginning that uh, adopting a horse named Steward, <laughs> I, am, I am in a position where I need to handle or manage some things well, and that's a practice in my life that I need to adopt. Yeah. And so uh, – and. I thought it was kind of cool because um, when it says, when I selected it, the horse, I said to people beside me, black horse wins the race, referring to the colloquialism. And what they were meaning, this is, I think, also a, a, a English not first language uh, dream, which is interesting when you're interpreting written dreams. Yeah. Uh, because what they were referring to was the colloquialism uh you know, a dark, when the dark horse wins, you know, the, the one that's not really supposed to win right. but does. Kind of hidden horse. Yeah, the kind of hidden. So there was all kinds of these little wordplay metaphors in this dream that unlocked it. Stuart handles something well. The dark horse winning or, the, the you know, the, this idea of somebody coming from behind, this is going to draw you out into your purpose. You know, th- this 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 uh, kind of a concept there. and And so – there was all kind of little metaphorical word plays in this one, but I love the steward. Steward. And I mean, that's really a good point and it worked out great in this, in this sense because it English uh, is not their first language you said. Right. So w- you have to be uh, mindful of that as you, as you change from um, even cultures from one culture to another, you could miss sometimes an interpretation. So I've heard some people say, oh, you shouldn't ask people what what something means or what does it mean to them. You should be able to just know. And that's not always true. There's many things that we may not understand culturally or even language-wise that could be a, a, a play on something, a play on a word, like you were talking about word puns and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, even having um, puzzles in a dream. Sure, sure, and this is why we have learned that crossing cultural lines takes dream interpretation to a completely different level. Now, next week, probably before our podcast is released, but next week I'll be doing uh, a, a, a online uh, show event in London mm-hmm. Uh I'll be here in the U.S., but I'll be doing the event in London uh, that is a crossing a cultural boundary in two ways. It'll be crossing a cultural boundary to the English uh, population of you know the UK population, and it's um, a lot of our listeners. Not all of our listeners are Christians, but a lot of our listeners are, and this will be at a New Age event mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a little cultural nuance there, mm-hmm. not just with location, but sometimes with background mm-hmm. and the, the core of who people are can affect those dreams. And you, as a really good tip, you have to consider those things. Yes, you do. You have to be open to hear 
with those things in consideration and not just assume everything means what you think it means. That's a bad dream interpretation. Yeah, it is. Because we always talk about even people have their own dream language. And there may be things that may mean something to you that no one else would ever understand that's a repeat in your dream. Um, You don't want to get hung up on that. You don't want to say, oh, it can never mean anything but this. But, um, you know, we just kind of, sometimes we learn how our creator is speaking to us, you know? And so we have to be careful that we don't project that on someone else too, you know? Well, I can't, I can't interpret dreams across cultural lines unless I can honor those differences in culture that allow me to hear and see the way the Creator God would speak to them. Not to me. Mm-hmm. It's how He would speak to that person who has the dream. That's the essence of a spiritual dream interpretation. Otherwise, we might as well use Freud and Young's perspective mm-hmm. and just say there's these standardized things that stuff means. And they always mean this. Right. Yeah. And so I love being able to flow in that process. I'll never forget a dream we interpreted in Hong Kong uh, several years ago. I was ago. thinking of that. And the, the symbol in the dream would have never in a million years meant to me what it meant to the dreamer. Mm-hmm. And it was very important that we hear the dream from the dreamer's perspective. How does this dreamer's creator speak to them? Mm-hmm. Because the dream was essentially, do you remember what it was? Yeah. There was a white dragon that was flying through the sky. Yeah. And in American culture, in particularly American Christian culture, yeah. we're not going to put a white dragon as a very positive symbol. Right. It's much more associated with destruction or hoarding of things. I mean, we're going to think of smog, you know? <laughs> That, that's I mean he wasn't a white dragon, but you know, right. the, you know but a dragon just mm-hmm. in general. A dragon in general is going to be negative. Yeah, it's going to be something that's that's evil, something that's on the bad side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's probably books and and shows like uh, The Hobbit would mm-hmm. be things that help reinforce that mindset in an English culture. But in an Asian culture, that's not true. Yeah. Dragon can be a symbol of good fortune. It can be a symbol of good luck. It can be a symbol of something supernatural and mysterious. And in that culture, interpreting that dream, that symbol, when I listen with spiritual ears to the meaning of the symbol and take my own prejudices, I'll call it that, my preconceived ideas Mm -hmm. out, I can't presume my symbol meaning to that culture. That's right. It, it has to be, and it, in that case, it's, it was much more about the this person's creator. It's no different. Giving them comfort. Right, yeah. and it's no different to me um, taking the symbol of a cat, where everyone always assumes that a cat is always negative in a dream. Yeah, like or, a witch's familiar kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and even a black cat, because we mm-hmm. always go, oh, a black cat. Bad luck. Yeah. Don't let the black cat cross Exactly. Your so, um, I have a black cat, and I, I love know. her. She's precious. But... um. You know, I think about how we we just get hung up on what maybe our backgrounds or, you know, things that would just say, oh, it always means this. When if if you look at a black 
bird or, or you know you would always assume it would be you might would assume a, a black crow is always negative or a black bird is always negative and that's not always true we we see where it can actually bring sustenance to, to people at times you know it's not all well there's an old biblical story of a, of the ravens feeding an old testament yeah. prophet taking right. care of him right that's what I and, mean. and and even scientifically today we'll say ravens are some of the smartest birds uh alive right. you know so we can't look at stereotypes, but we can look at wordplays and colloquialisms and things like that as benefits. And sometimes a stereotype can be the symbol meaning. We just don't want to make those assumptions. Right. So, you know, if someone approaches you and says, hey, can you help me with a dream? Always say, hey, uh, what would you title your dream? And then, then pay attention to names yeah. and purposes and functions. Writing it down helps bring uh, mm-hmm. a revelation as they do that. Those are just some really good pointers. And identify, pointers. yeah, and identify cultural differences, yeah. different communities of people within your region, different backgrounds they come from, even socioeconomic statuses and familiar backgrounds. Those can have impact, and certainly, major background type differences are true um, country-based type uh, cultural differences, you want to take those into consideration. Yes. If it, do, Are they going to affect your interpretation? Yeah. And don't make assumptions or use preconceived ideas. That's right. So now we have our hodgepodge of tips <laughs> on interpreting your dream. I hope they were helpful. I hope our hodgepodge was helpful. Yes. Oh gosh. Now if I could just figure out a way to use quick conundrum within the (laughs) or a quandary or something. What did I say or anyway? I don't know. Okay. Fun words for today. Yes. And look, if you're you know, if you have questions or you have some comments about our podcast, uh, we appreciate encouraging words and uh that encourage us along on our journey as we begin to uh expand we have a lot more listeners now. a lot more listeners so please keep sharing yeah. please keep sharing the podcast As matter of fact let me give you a challenge for this week i would love to see everyone who uses our facebook page dream stories uh, podcast everybody who uses our facebook page if you listen on our facebook page this week share the podcast let's see how many shares we can get this week just for fun okay it'd be fun to that me to good. see yeah. all right cool our time's up so I'll do what we always do here at this moment in time and say, until next time, keep dreaming.